0: Hi, this is Mike Ross, public address announcer for your Toronto Maple Leafs, and this is the Leafs Late Night Podcast, your post-game destination. And now, your starting lineup, Roscoe, the fanalist, Southey, Beaner, and Darty Brodeur on the Leafs Late Night Podcast. Hey. So, um, uh, was another one of those. Another one of those where it's now been Montreal, Arizona and San Jose that the Leafs have lost to. I mean, at least it's overtime they get a point, but I felt like they didn't even deserve that point. And if they had won it in overtime, I would be saying they didn't deserve the win. So just a, just a all around, like why am I up till one o'clock watching this kind of night <laughs> in Leafs Nation? Uh, I am Roscoe. Welcome to Leafs Late Night. I'm joined by Darty. Hey yo. And um, we have a bit of a, we have a bit of a delay here, so I'm going to throw it back and forth to Darty every time just to make sure we're not going over each other. So, what, uh, Darty, how are you feeling tonight?
1: Oh, you know, you, you have this, uh, this clip uh, from that show uh, with Larry David where they say, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm not. I'm feeling pretty crummy. All right. <laughs> I hate being right. <laughs> and this is this is me like staring through the interweb at marty zilstra but yeah it's uh it's not a good feeling right now losing feels feels bad to lose the sharks am i right
0: <laughs> now when you say you hate being right what do you say you're right about
1: just just this there's something like you know as a french say a little uh, je ne sais quoi there's some something is not right in the uh what, what what do they say in the Hamlet? <laughs> there's, there's there's some sort of famous saying that there's just something something's something's not right in the in this in the state of Denmark, all right? In the, in the state of Dubismark. Something's just I don't know, there's a feeling about this team that it's just something's missing. I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. And I don't want to say that <laughs> that getting rid of Justin Hall would solve all of our problems. You're, but you know what I'm you You're right, mean? by
0: the way. It is it is something's not right in the state of Denmark. You were you were right on, on that one. Good job. But you know what I'm saying, um, right? <laughs> something's not right in the state of Dubas, Mark. No, I, I do. Because I was talking about this in our in our Discord with, um, I believe it was Kelly Cartel, that, like, I'm just going to double check before I say the wrong person. But this team shouldn't be playing badly. Like, this team on paper is not bad. So something's not right here. I mean, Keefe coached this team to their best record ever in history. So this whole, you know, Keefe is the problem is hard to get behind. I'm not saying it's wrong because look, something's not right. But to say that he's a bad coach is incorrect because of what I just said. And this whole thing, I'm just going to, I'm arguing with Twitter because that's what I've been doing all night. Um, this whole thing about Babcock was the best coach and he couldn't get it done. Babcock was not the best coach in the cap era. Can we just get that out of the way? Like he, he, He was good from the late 90s into the early 2000s and then started to not have as much success. And then, uh, I mean, the team in front of that he had in Detroit was insane. But it was clear after Toronto that he wasn't, he was a dinosaur in this league. Like his coaching style was not wanted anywhere. And now he's nowhere. So we can X that argument off the list too. So I agree, something's wrong.
1: And it's just like we can't seem to put our fingers on it, right? Like, because like, like there's people like me two weeks ago who were losing their shit about the, all the stuff that was happening, and I'm like, ah, oh, fire, you know, fire Dubis, fire Shanahan, this trade Marner. But the problem is, like, I'm not stupid, right? I know that. Like, how does that solve our problem, though? It's like, <laughs> like digging ourselves into a deeper hole isn't going to help us get out of the hole, right? Like, like, <laughs> like unless you're digging to the other side of the planet, I don't know. You know, I ain't no flat earther here, so that's pretty—it's pre- <laughs> pretty pretty deep hole you're gonna have to dig, right? So,
0: yeah, and and just to correct myself, it was Speedy sixty nine and Kali Cartel I was talking with in Discord. Hello, hello everybody. Hello. You can join our Discord. Just shoot me a message or any of us a message, and we'll send you an invite. Uh, and we have live chats during all the games. It's fun. So I guess just to the game for a sec. Leafs, um, looked. Awful until I'd say like the last minute of the second period. And last time against Arizona, it was like they played a decent second half of all the periods, but that wasn't enough. This was like they couldn't even get an entire first 20 minutes together. Like they let a goal in on the first shift. That was bad, man. Like I was only listening to the first period in all my defense um, and then had to drive home with no data. I hate running out of doubt at the end of the month. Um, so I jumped back in in the second and Leafs, Leafs went down three to one, man. And I know they changed one of the uh, credits of the goal to Meyer, but for Logan Couture to, uh, you know, to have two goals. And I mean, they called it a hat trick. I'm going to say Logan Couture had a hat trick. They had three goals on nine shots. That's not good. That's not good. Back checking from the forwards. That's not good defense from the defense. And that's not good goaltending. Like, I'm sorry, that's like that's weak all around. You can't allow three goals on nine shots, whether you're the goaltender, or the defense, or the forwards. Like that's unacceptable.
1: Like that twenty was it twenty six seconds into the game? Twenty six seconds? Twenty six seconds? I can only imagine the like like <laughs> I think Steve I think Steve Dangle needs like life alert. Cause twenty six seconds, like that guy that guy's probably gonna be on the floor, right? Like Nine one one, you know, holy smokes! I would not want to be him or his family after a goal twenty six seconds into the game, but uh, it's just. And I, 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 you know, so I, I spent. Or some his time.
0: neighbors hearing him scream at 1.30 in the morning.
1: <laughs> yeah they they've they've got a they've got a hard time I guess like maybe the property value is going down there, <laughs> but it's just. <laughs> I was in a fight. I guess not really in a fight. I've been all in a lot of Twitter fights. All right, I'm out there scrapping on Twitter. But um, I don't want to say this is all on Shogren man. I can't like how the fuck am I supposed to blame Eric Shogren for any of this? Like we know exactly who he is, and if anybody that thinks he's better than I don't know, like I feel bad to to, to shit on the guy, but like like <laughs> you're not an elite tier goaltender just yet, I guess. <laughs> and it's it's showing uh what do you want to say about eric shogren there roscoe
0: yeah it's that uh, shogren is not really an nhl goalie is the general consensus that everybody has come to he's not he's a good ahl goalie he's he shouldn't be the backup right now it's an unfortunate string of circumstances between injuries and the cap that have put him in this situation so i'm not saying that it's his fault and I'm expecting better goaltending from him, but I'm expecting better goaltending from the Leafs. That just goes to kind of comment on the entire situation that they're in right now. And if you're in the position where Shalgren is in net, you need to protect him. And they didn't do that either. They played lazy against a bad team again, and it's just something that they can't keep doing. So is coming back in the third period good? Yeah, sending it to overtime good? Yeah. Finish it then. Like if you're going to make the point that these teams are bad and you can just turn it on whenever you want and score a couple goals and you guys are better, like you know you are when you walk into the arena, then finish the game with a win. Like that this is just unacceptable. You can't drop this many at the beginning of the season, especially the bad teams. Like great, you beat Dallas, great, you beat Winnipeg. Those are games that matter, but you know, <clears throat> You got to get the easy points because that's how you end up with 115 point seasons is getting those easy points. <sighs> and like, that's my point. What, what do you think, Darty? Should we move on to something else? Or you got another point?
1: Well, I think this though, I think if tonight we're going to be a dead horse, let's beat it now. Because if we're at the end of if we're no, I guess yeah. not at the end, I would say if we're, at the, if we're at the beginning of December and it's actually rainbows and uh, lollipop trees, then we can come back to this episode and, and any subsequent episode say, wow, like, you know. It was just four games, and <laughs> they were just bad teams. But right now, while we're stewing in this stew, and all all our listeners who may be on that happy-go-lucky, fun train, let us stew, all right? This does suck. If you can't see that, I know everybody wants, oh, don't shit on Marner, don't shit on Matthews, don't shit on... By the way, those guys, they scored tonight. Great. Isn't it fucking so dumb that the every any game these guys score we lose? You know what I mean? Like it's, (laughs) it's like it's like why are the bottom why the why do we win games when the bottom fucking you know the Jags start scoring? You know what I mean? The Justin other guys on our team start scoring, not Justin Hall. But I think we did we win that game when Justin Hall scored. We need like if if our top guys are scoring. Win the game, man. I don't know. What to, like I, I know it sounds so stupid to say, but it's like if if Martin and Matthews are out there getting goals for us, it doesn't matter if it's on the PP. Like if you're out there, you know, scoring, you know, win the win the goddamn game. Go, you got, you know, everybody. You know, I don't think this was Nylander's best game. I think this is probably one of his uh, one of his worst. But um, we got camp, agreed. We got camp. You know, who the fuck thought this guy was going to be holding down the fort for us? Like he's he's. He's been a, a huge, a huge, I guess, key component to almost every single game. I, I I find are we have we not spoken about him at least once every single episode now, and in a positive man, no, not once we said, "Wow, that that camp guy really needs to work on his stuff." Not uh, <laughs> call me crazy.
0: No, it's been that there's a rotation of guys that are on the outside, and the only one we can't really move or take out is David Kampf who like, I mean, tonight's, I think the first time that they lost a game that he scored in. And it says more about, okay, I get it. That's a a fun little stat. But what that really says is that when all the lines are clicking, they're going to win. So when you get goals from the top and the bottom, it means that you're probably the better offensive team on the night. That just really wasn't the case outside of a collective 10 minutes tonight. And that's not enough to win a hockey game. So why, like the question just keeps coming back to why is it that they're coming out lazy against teams? This, I mean, we're now at game eight, I think, game seven or eight. And uh, what what can change this? Like people are saying they look like they're playing to get Keith fired. I don't think that's really the answer. I mean, the only argument there would be that he's the one to develop this team to where it is now, but not the one to get them over the hump. That's a narrative some people could go with, and I, I kind of, I could get behind that if this continues for another six months, four months, three months. It's also stupid,
1: months. all right. Like these, um, these are grown men, yeah, right. These are not just little schoolboys, you know, you know, Paul, pol- <laughs> you know, causing pranks and uh, putting tacks on teachers' chairs. I know they had their their Tim Hortons thing where they're wearing mullets and driving an old Bronco, but these are these are guys who I'm pretty sure have they should have heart and they should want to win games and they should have a little bit of pride and they're not even old either. The majority of this team now is like what under 30. So, so these guys have a lot to Like they have a lot going for them. Why would they purpose that, you know, when they were a little bit younger, you know, starting 2021 and they're dealing with dickheads, like Babcock playing, you know, weird mental gaslighting games with them. I get it. But it, it, it's been six years like they if they haven't grown up from that like that's so childish and honestly that'd be that's the biggest most disappointing character assassination for those guys and i'd be pretty ashamed if i was them right but knowing how shameful it that is that's probably 99 percent not what's going on it just i can't i can't fathom them being that stupid and that selfish so they're not if, if we're gonna say that that's absolutely ludicrous because they're not stupid and selfish enough to f- get their second coach fired after everything that their first coach did. What <laughs> to take this back to the st- train station. Um, what, what, like, like what's really holding them back. And I'm not, I know this is, I'm not asking you that question. Like what is really holding them back? Is there an injury? That's another thing that's like, I was wanting to bring up here. Are, are these guys like still hurt? Is is there something mental or physical still going on there? That's like, cause as I said, we're taking, taking away the side that they want to get their coach fired and run people out of town, which again, it just seems stupid and selfish. For now, let's get that thought out of our heads. It just doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Um, I don't, just to correct, if I was misunderstood, I'm not saying that these guys would play to get their coach fired. I just think that there's maybe a world in a couple months if nothing changes with how they're playing right now that maybe Keefe has lost them is just the only thing I could say about it but as far as people being hurt I mean like the only reason I would say that Justin Hall is still in the lineup right now is because of how many injuries there are in defense like it's insane how many other defensemen are injured the whole point of the season for Dubas was to bulk up the depth there and all of them got hurt including Muzzin and Lilligren. so it's Like, you get those guys back in, and all of a sudden, like, Victor Mete might be playing himself into the third-line spot there. Like, at least as the seventh defenseman, defenseman maybe, which bumps Justin Hall completely out once people are healthy. But right now, you got to keep him in. Engvall was hurt right before the season started. Tavares came back out when nobody thought he was going to come back out last game. Like, a couple of these guys had things going on. So, I mean, maybe, but... Uh, it's just it's hard because they they tried changing the lineups tonight like l- let's talk about the lines they had kerfoot up with matthews and marner that didn't work i don't think then uh i think we saw it change up throughout the night so i mean like what i'm looking at is before the game it's hard to say i don't i couldn't keep track of it they were changing everything to try to get something going but then we had robertson with Tavares and newlander that i get then the third line bunting with Kelly Yarncroak on center and Dennis Mulligan on the right. Why is David Kampf on the fourth line? Mm-hmm. That's the thing I don't understand. He's been the most responsible. Yarncroke, I get it, can play center, but Kampf is the better one. Like, put him on... Uh, I don't get this. Like, basically, all I'm, that we're running into here is that there's a musical chairs and we're, we're a chair, like, one person in... Yeah, uh, what am I, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like there's it's musical chairs, the way it works, the fucking music stopped and there's not enough chairs for everybody. <laughs> and, and, uh, it's looking like it's somebody either named Alex Kerfoot or Pierre Engvall.
1: And it really should be Engvall at this point because he's not, uh, you know, at least, at least, uh, Kerfoot showing up, uh, for a couple apples every night. Um, I think tonight he got, got a couple, you know, Secondary, and uh, I think he was uh, assist with the camp goal as well, the, fir- the first period. But uh
0: <sighs> well, and the I'm- fact that you can put him on the first line is just you can put him on the fourth line or the first line. Like that's the versatility of having Alex Kerfoot for the money you're paying him. I, I think I agree with you that you lean more towards maybe moving on from Egval because I think that's a reclamation project for any other team. He's still young, he showed upside last year. I just don't think there's like room for him if you're trying to build a third line that's got offensive upside. He's not shown it yet, and you want to have Yarn Croak because you've signed him for four years. Malgin and uh, uh, Malgin's kind of the extra, I guess. But conf should be on the third line with Yarn Croak and uh, I guess Malgin. Like we're talking third line. There's or your third line. line. Like you don't need Pierre Angle. Third and then fourth. Then fourth, you have Zach Aston Reese with Abe Kubel, and I don't know who do you put in center
1: there. Uh, we talking Cali Arnkrook put Bunting
0: back up on first line. Sorry, I know I'm looking at it like in front of me, and you're not, but yeah, the fourth line would then be Kerfoot at center, which maybe is too much to pay for a fourth line center, but like I think the least Leafs so you got it already, it. like yeah. Exactly. He's here. So have him on the fourth line with Abe Kubel and Aston Reese. And there you go. You can switch the third and fourth line depending on how they're doing. Also here's my
1: here's my my um, stern look. Again, I'm not a hockey coach. I didn't play I didn't play hockey, but as a an as a a team leader, as someone who has been a good evaluator of skill, here's my stern look at Sheldon Keefe. Why the fuck was not playing tonight and your excuse better be that he's injured or that he told someone on the team to f off or that he was a dick because that is stupid why have you not benched pierre engvall what does this guy have on you all right whatever it is it must be just as good as whatever <laughs> this entire state of arizona has for on gary Bettman. because it doesn't make any sense why he wasn't playing tonight that was foolish <laughs> figure it out man this is dumb The one person who could literally tell you how fucked your change room is, your dressing room is, is Abe Kubel. Why? Because, again, he was a Jag, just another guy, on a Stanley Cup winning team last year. All right? So if anybody is a good evaluator on where your team is at, on if if they're actually a Stanley Cup contender, it would be that guy. Because that's the guy who's sitting at the back of the change room watching the fucking leaders, you know, shoot the shit slap each other with towels, and he'll know if that level of camaraderie, if that level of you know, participation is the same as a Stanley Cup winning team. So keep him on your da- goddamn lineup, you goddamn moron. That is so stupid. I don't care. I, honestly, he could be worse than Engvall. You keep him in the lineup. Why? Because that guy knows what it takes to be on a championship winning team. Not Pierre Engvall. Literally, have him as your rat. Have him as your agree.
0: spy. Uh- So this ties in. I'll just bring it up because we're talking about it anyway. Um, Mike the Fanatic, his question, would love to know your thoughts on the bottom six. The only guy I'd be keeping out of what was in the lineup tonight is uh, David Kampf. So what he means by that is basically everybody in the bottom six, the way it was built tonight, played like shit except for David Kampf. And that's pretty much what we're saying. Is Bunting, Yarncroak Malgin, (laughs) and Zach Gaston, Reese, Kampf, (laughs) Engval Also fart. Bad. (laughs) Didn't work. So I think... You're absolutely right. We got to move on from Engval, um, bring in Abe Kubel back on that fourth line and just basically have two thirds. Like you just switch who gets more minutes based on other plan. I don't care, based on who the team is. You got also think I'm so glad. Speaking of people that Keefe is obsessed with keeping in the lineup, um, Kyle Clifford was placed on injured reserve. Had that not happened, I guarantee you he would have just been on the fourth line tonight. <laughs>
1: It's just, maybe he did that to himself. He's don't like, you, you agree, know what? Though? He's probably just like, you know what? I'm tired, bud. Just just let me go. <laughs> just let me die tonight, okay? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm hoping all the best for Kyle Clifford. He's an absolute beauty, but we did need that. And uh, that's actually a point I, I've been biting my tongue about is, don't we have six million bucks now, Johnny? What would you be doing with six million goddamn dollars? Tell me. I feel like you have a really good response to that question. <sighs>
0: The problem is it's like it's not six million dollars because Muzzin could just, you, you know, what happens if he's healthy? Then you're just going to you got to you tell him, him out. to like sit you can't bring the
1: hell out and stay until the playoffs, because apparently the regular season doesn't matter. So Muzzin, go smoke stogies, go do push ups, go do pull ups, go run. 15k every day do not come back i'm <laughs> um, okay in a basement somewhere i guess so no one can see that you're actually you know you're actually healthy do not come back into the playoffs all right because if he comes back anyways he's gonna get injured he's 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 it's not like it's not like he's a young buck anymore right he's one of those guys that we need to tampa like we need to just you know push a little bit and wait till the playoffs call me crazy. Call, again call me crazy i'm like the jim kramer of uh, of hockey over here i'm giving out my bad advice but but i think it makes the most sense (laughs) like i everybody is telling me that oh it's just four games it's just eight games all right well if it is then you leave jake muzzin on ltir for the entire season you know what dubis you're not even going to be here next year if we fuck this up so literally unless we're absolutely in dire straits and going to miss the miss miss the regular season by maybe a couple games and we need him back in so we can win those games just to get in um you keep him on ltir why because one he stays healthy Two, he doesn't get hurt, and three, yeah, it's crazy, you know. But it just might work. I don't know. Tampa's done it, Has they not?
0: <sighs> <laughs> yeah, and and you're you're right on that regard. It's just I hate that we're in this position because I hate to say a toto so, but a fucking a toto so because we were having this conversation before the deadline last year when he got hurt, and it was you know what do we do? Because next time he gets hurt, it's gonna be a long one again. And it happened again. We could have dealt with this last year when there was still some value on him. But now people are going to look at him like it's becoming a just an LTIR contract. And if the Leafs are going to be the ones to keep it and eat it, maybe
1: it's probably the most beneficial for them right now. And just use Um, it. Game the system. Like, that's what we should have done last year. I think you're right. That's what we should have done last year, and we didn't. Dubis was trying to be, yep. "I want to play smart. I don't want to get caught by the IRS. I don't want people coming up, you know, with a microscope and tweezers examining how I run this business." Who gives a fuck? Win a Stanley Cup. Win a Stanley Cup, Dubis. Exactly. This, nobody they did, nobody they cares. didn't even have to
0: trade him at the deadline last year. All they had to do, all they had to do, was put him on LTIR last year, and they would have had the, his five and a half mil at the deadline.
1: If the Houston That's Astros it. can keep their goddamn World Series, the, then. Honestly, I don't care if we got an asterisk. You win the goddamn cup. Do what it takes. If it meant putting Muzzin on the LTIR, yeah, guess what? These guys are used to not having D, all right? They are known goal scorers. They score goals. It's very clear that they don't, you know, their attendees don't tend the goal, and their players don't help. So make sure that they're firing all cylinders. We've. It's very clear, Alas. I know but from what I'm hearing that we win in the regular season and it doesn't matter anyways, then if you know that and you have a history of that, you do what it takes, you win the damn cup, you know? It, oh, I'm sorry. It's cheating. Uh it looks like it didn't matter to anybody else. And as I said, we're talking about like reference across all leagues. It doesn't seem like Astros fans really give a fuck. All right. <laughs> so you when you win, you win. It's, 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 it's very sad. I don't want to encourage it, but it's like. You know, if, if this is what it takes, Dubas, get, get the stones to make sure this guy does not come off LTIR unless we have absolutely nothing going for us.
0: Look, there's no asterisks beside Tampa's Cups. Kucherov and Stamko sat an entire year each. So, I like, I'm not against the whole idea. And because it's not really taking advantage of it when the guy is actually broken. Like we could hear tomorrow that you know, it could take him in a real world, he could sit for six months and rehab all this like that's the the thing is like, in hockey world, they would bring him back when he is at whatever percent they deem playable. In our world, we would probably not be doing something as physical as they are until we're 100% again, which theoretically would take him probably till the playoffs. So is it gaming the system a little but am I against it? No. Am I asking myself rhetorical questions that are easy?
1: Maybe. Like no one, no one thinks you're Jesus, Kyle Dubis. All right. No one's gonna, no one's gonna give you any award for being a nice guy. All right. So, so win the cup. Do what it takes. If it means like, oh crap, sorry, Muzzin. Exactly. It's like, oh, do you feel better two months early? Um, Just keep working on that ankle, all right, bud. Because you know we're already we're already you know second in the. (laughs) If, If if you if you're already in a in in a position to say that there's a guaranteed playoff spot the elite you know the Leafs are doing fine they can coast a little bit yeah just keep rolling that ankle and we'll see you in the playoffs why not all right unless his neck by the way no I'm just I'm just saying like you know whatever whatever you know whatever it takes right (laughs) but actually that's pretty brutal yeah like there's a there's a good chance he may never right that's what I mean he he had a
0: (laughs) He had a chronic back injury that he's been nursing, and now he has another neck injury, which is the same. Like he had a neck injury in the Columbus series a couple years ago. So, like it's it's not good. Like I feel bad for the guy, but you know he also makes enough money that it is because of this stupid league and stupid salary cap. We have to have this conversation anytime somebody gets hurt. So that brings me to Sarah's question. Hey Sarah, all the way from Australia, Uh, sad Aussie as she has called herself (laughs) tonight. Uh, when will the boys remember that to win, they need to play a full 60 minutes and not hope for a third period rebound. Um, hopefully when they play a team that they think is a challenge before the game starts, because apparently that's like getting in their heads too much that like, Oh, it's going to be easy, regular season. Uh," (laughs) So to bring it to what we're talking about. Also, she adds, um, where to from here for our goalies baby goalie was hung out to dry tonight even mark goalie dano couldn't help him yeah so marner is up for the um the uh, norris trophy and mark giordano is now up for the vesna <laughs> like <laughs> that save was wild um i know we're not doing a full breakdown of the game but if you didn't watch it the leafs played like shit and lost so um couple honestly here i'll give the quick shout out matthews had a really nice goal and um was it marner had the other one that was a beautiful setup by everybody like the two goals they scored to make it three two and three three were lovely but it was uh as jojo says in the early 2000s too little too late um so for (laughs) for the goalie situation now that we've got some ir space between uh, Muzzin and potentially Murray as well. My God. Uh, And maybe Clifford. Like, do you move on a goalie? I would. Because I think think you have a better... It's going to mean more to the team to have a solid goalie to back up Samsonov until Murray's back. And if Samsonov gets hurt to back up Murray, because I love you, Shalgren, but I don't think you can play enough games with how injury prone these two guys are um and then uh sorry what was I saying I think it's going to mean more to have that than to bring somebody in on defense I think one of those guys is going to come back between Lulegren or Dahlstrom or whoever it is that can play in place of Justin Hall um while Muzzin's out so I think they'll be fine on defense I think it's a matter of finding a backup goalie so you don't need six million dollars to do that but it sure helps
1: like if Justin Hall was as bad as everybody's saying, I feel like our games would be a lot like would not be as close as they are. I know he's not the best defenseman we have, and he's not one of the best. He's not winning any, uh, you know, Norris votes <laughs> this year. But um, it's I I think though if you if 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 there's a stud out there and there isn't one for for, for a goaltender, and you have the money to get a stud D. Um, I put my money on uh, getting one more defenseman. I don't know, just because I think that we still we have. I think if Murray was really on LTIR, he'd be on LTIR. You know what I mean? Like if he was really not going to be, if he was done, like he, you know, because he's not, he he's not on LTIR. Is he? Is He's just on the IR. Is that? Uh...
0: Well, he hasn't been out long enough for them to call it LTIR because we yet.
1: don't get cap space from that. Like right? he's just on getting... IR until it. Yeah.
0: Until it hits 10 games and 24 days, um, it does, it's not considered LTIR. You can retroactively put, like once you pass that time and you put them onto long-term injured reserve, you can have it retroactively start from when you first put them on IR. But it's it's all silly. But yeah, technically they're all just on injured reserve.
1: I don't know. Something tells me that, that, that Murray can come back and he, we might... Uh, we'll be talking about uh, you know a, a a star-studded season come uh, come April for Murray. I don't know. I just I have I still have hope for Murray. So that's oh, for why sure. I, I that's why I want to put some of my eggs on the on defense. Just because when you know, we still have Samsonov, there's the guy's not injured. We talk. I know Schogren had a bad game tonight. Like it wasn't. It could be worse, but um, we we're not like, don't forget Samsonov's not hurt. As far as I'm aware, he seems like he's pretty good. He seems like he's holding, but he holding has his been own. before. But he's young, and I think that with the way he's been playing, yeah. and he seems like he's really got a good. Like I'm not worried about him mentally. That's one thing we've always been worried about our goaltenders mentally, right? Uh, unfortunately, Freddie and and Jack were big sad boys, and uh, that did not help. You know, because a lot of mental ailments start becoming physical, right? I think Samsonov has a really has has really positive outlook. So I'm not so worried about him. That's why, um, if Murray is not completely, you know, made of glass, that I would spend, I would put my money towards a defender, a defenseman, right? But you know, we'll, we'll, again, this is something that uh, ultimately Kyle Dubis is all in, under Dubas' control, and I really hope sooner, because especially after this game, sooner rather than later, we find out some big moves are, are in the works because. Um, baghead uh, bag baghead uh, ba- bag, bag and, and Steve Simmons are really gonna give us a hard time if uh, these guys can't start start figuring it out at least giving us some concrete answers as to where this team is going to be come December
0: yeah I think a couple more of these and it's gonna be press conference time like somebody's gonna have to talk <laughs> to the media and answer for this because it's getting bad um, and just to your your first point in that whole thing about you know um, a mistake from Justin Hall, does that, you know, cost the game? It's the timing of them. They've been early and they've cost the first goal of the game, the last couple. And then the timing of them at the end of games, like when it's in overtime, like there's things that, there's things that happen that, you know, you can come back from because it's, um, you know, like a goal to make it 3-2, say they were on the other side, is not as bad as the goal that makes it 1-0. It's hard to fight back from the first couple minutes in. And also, I can give it to you against Vegas that that happened because they're like the best first-year period team in the league. But what the fuck? Guys, it's San Jose. This is like the same San Jose team from like 2012 with Eric Carlson who for some reason is playing like 28-year-old Eric Carlson again.
1: Can we not at least I don't, winner, I don't by the way I hate like the defender of Justin Hall here because I I don't think he's that great either but can we not say that this guy's really holding on like Atlas to this team when he like the, the amount of um that like he should not be as leaned upon <laughs> as he is right like he's really being handed a really, a really shit situation and a lot is being asked of him because in any other you know in, in, in any other iteration of this team where everybody's healthy and everybody's happy, we we wouldn't be expecting this much of Hall. Am I wrong?
0: I think you are. I think they've played him in big situations when people are healthy. I think they've leaned on him since, you know, I'd say about a year and a half ago when him and Dermott kind of fought their way into the lineup and then Dermott got traded. Hall's stuck around. And I don't think... Besides the few games he was sat and then he came back and played well after, he's been in the lineup like almost every night, regardless of injuries. I just feel like at this point, now that he's made the amount of mistakes that he has, and I don't know, I know they're not going to listen to the media. They don't do that. It's not their job to They're professionals. But like, everybody is getting real, uh, real tired. And it's not like, it's not like it's Dion Phaneuf where it's the, captain and they make a ton of money it's a what should be seventh defenseman when everyone's healthy on this team who makes two million and change so uh, I feel like it's weird that they're holding on to somebody but this comes back to Keefe right like he likes Justin All, he likes Pierre Engvall uh, I don't know
1: but, but, okay don't so know. You, you said you mentioned the term professionals all right and I we had I had a huge spiel about this I don't think it was the most educated spiel about uh professionalism on this team right these guys are adults they, they shouldn't be they're, they're, we shouldn't be assuming the worst out of them just because that would be really silly of a professional and an adult to act that way correct now here's a point that we can bring up because we're not Steph the fanalist we're not Jay Bean we're not <laughs> we're not we're, you know you're, you're very well versed in stats and analytics those other two are when it's just a show with me and me obviously it's going to be more um, hypothetical and eye test and, you know, how I feel my opinion of things rather than just like the actual facts on paper. But going with that thought, we didn't bring this up yet. Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. All right. I made a post about this earlier that um, on Twitter it was a funny post how these they like the two guys in class that always sit beside each other. They always pick each other for group projects. And yet for some reason, they <laughs> knowing consistently that they hand in shit group projects. They still pick each other every time because they're buddies. All right? <laughs> you know, they stand up there, you know, doing okay. a presentation, they stand up there doing a presentation on uh, the revolutionary war and they start, okay. Yo, Mitchie, Mitchie, tell them about the revolutionary war. Like, okay. Okay. Fellas, you know, the French were like, Hey, we got to back up our boys. All right. We got to come over there. With Lafayette and back up our boys for the Revolutionary War, you know, <laughs> you know that's that's them giving a pro- group present. That's my that's my interpretation of them giving a pro- group project on the Revolutionary War. In fact, you would like I, it's one of those presentations where you're sitting there and you're like, you know what? I now sound stupider for having listened to it. And uh, <laughs> if you're wondering where that came from, that's actually that's actually something I'd witnessed in in a class of mine. That's why I brought it up. Not relevant to them at all, but relevant to the fact that that's what oh they seem God. like. That's what they seem like. All right, and here's. Here's where I'm going with this this random quip is that why the hell have they not been separated just for the hell of it, all right? If it's anything to do with them, they need to grow up, all right? We need we need different looks. They should know better. We, everybody needs different looks. Separate them. And if it, I said, if it's anything to do with, oh, I can't leave my boy, all right? Yes, you can. Figure it out because at some point, you're going to get somebody fired whether you like it or not. So let Mitchie either go on the second line or Matthews, maybe. Let the captain go up, up top first. I don't know. Just to try something different. Because it seems like tonight it probably should have been a night where it wasn't, you know, we didn't start with uh, Matthews and Marner together. You Because know, why do we move bunting? Clearly it's <laughs> clearly that didn't work as well as we wanted it to. It I know. But do you not know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, can, so can, we not, kind of... can we not move those two at least once or twice just to see? Like, why can't we? Why is it impossible now so to move leaves... Matthews and Marner? Go for it, sorry.
0: (laughs) That leads me to a question here from Cali Cartel. So after this road trip, uh, we may have to look at uh, Bunting, Matthews, Nylander, Robertson, Tavares, Marner. And I like it. What do you think?
1: Repeat that again. I, I had it cut out for me.
0: Bunting, Matthews, uh, Nylander, and then Robertson, Tavares,
1: Marner. Why not? Why not?
0: <laughs> that's exactly. That's how you take advantage of the fact that Nylander has been, apart from tonight, been he's been playing very aggressively and very well. Um, combine that with Bunting playing aggressively and well, and they set up Matthews or each other for goals, mostly Matthews. Uh, then on the second line, you have Mitch and Tavares setting up Robertson for goals or, the you know, they can score too. So I think it's it's it works. I like it. Um, it shakes things up while staying effective and not like deviating too far from the norm. You keep Matthews and Bunting on the first line and uh, you keep Robertson and Tavares together. I think that works because Robertson should be in the top two lines. This is the role that he should be growing into here. And, uh, and look, Nylander's appropriate for the first line. It's not like he's new to that. It's not like he wouldn't be on 90% of the other teams in the league. I just want to, I I just
1: want to, I guess maybe some perspective. I don't think we'll be able we'll have the answers for it here on, um, seeing bunting play on the third line, if that maybe reveals some of where he's at, because it didn't, I don't know. It didn't seem like he was too spectacular. You know, I was hearing that, you know, just like you can throw anybody with Mitch Marner and, and Austin Matthews and, and they can play great. Right. So I just hope that this didn't do anything too negative, you know, when it comes to the bunting, uh, the Bunting conspiracy. <laughs> no, I think he's
0: he's had a good start to the season. It's been, I mean, he was the first one to score, um, and he's gotten another one since then. Everybody's kind of sitting at between two and four goals on the leaves. I think it. This isn't a good sample of anybody. Like besides maybe Samsonov and Nylander and Tavares, like everybody else has really not been on their game uh so i think until that happens i'm not gonna critique especially of the stars because you know what they're capable of i'm not gonna sit here and say that matthews is gonna finish the season with like 34 goals lol i picked 34 out of thin air i didn't even like just subconsciously of course because he's number 34 um but obviously he's gonna pick up it's just a matter of when um and you know The longer that takes, obviously, he's going to finish the season with less and less. But it's no secret that last year he missed twelve games and still finished with sixty-two or sixty. So, uh,
1: yeah, I said like we could be looking back at this episode. We we could be looking back at this episode and think, "Wow, these two guys—you know, Dirty and Roscoe—we're such fools. How could we ever doubt them? (laughs) It was all—it was just a." dry spell they got over it because they're great and the leafs are great and there's never anything bad about them and you should just stop panicking you know just like uh you know Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy you know it'd be a little bit more like uh Arthur Dent you know don't panic (laughs) it's uh (laughs) it seems like we do I I particularly do a lot of panicking but uh I want to shout out again Marty Zylstra and uh you know, he, does, he doesn't seem to panic ever. You know, he, he always takes these things with a grain of salt. He's like, oh, you know, they took the, they got the point. For me, I'm like, man, you shouldn't be happy with just getting the point, okay? Like, that's, like, if that's where I feel tonight, maybe, you know, I don't know how the way you feel about it. I just don't feel like that's, a, I want more. Give me more, all right? After everything, fellas, we deserve more. And I, I think that's, you know, we're talking about that je ne sais quoi, that the Leafs, like, what is missing from the Leafs? One, I think I don't know I I want to just keep pulling this out of my ass whether they, they they doesn't seem like they're clicking as a team but it doesn't seem like they're clicking as a team <laughs> and two give us more like you know we want we do we want a goddamn show give us more we know you have it I know it's a little early but at least like you know at least show us a little bit of, like a little bit of that razzmatazz and spark all right we don't want you guys being lazy and in overtime or making stupid mistakes in overtime. Like that doesn't yeah, oh you got the point. It doesn't you know we people like myself, little Mr. Panicky Pants over here, I don't wanna give Steve Simmons any more ammunition. I don't wanna give Baghead any more ammunition. I don't wanna give any of those people, those sons of guns out there that their whole lives are to talk shit any more ammunition. So just, you know, do us a favor and win win a couple, at least a couple of these like shit tier games. I know they're not great. I'm sure they hate playing them. Maybe they really do want a challenge, right? Like it is sad because like it, it seems challenging, does it not? <laughs> but play well again. Right. Like, just just give us give us something cuz I can only imagine when they finally play like <laughs> a quality team. Like I really don't want to see this team get dusted. I would it would be nice when they play a quality team, you know, what we deem a quality team that they actually go out there and win 6-3, 7-4, you know an eight nothing shutout god forbid
0: (laughs) give us that seven goal give us the seven goal new jersey game from last year please like go out against a bad team and be like hold my beer we're gonna score every shift like 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 why why can't you do that against a bad team just why can't you show off and have fun and be entertaining against a bad team instead of being like "Ugh, san jose is
1: so bad guys Like at least one game, I want to feel bad for making the other team's parents cry. You know, it's like, like please, you know, their their children are watching. (laughs) I want to be able to say that. You know, I want to I want to actually feel ashamed that we kicked their ass so much because I've never felt that as a Leafs fan. All right.
0: Yeah, like when Don Cherry used to say, you know, like that's too many goals. Like you don't do that. Like I want one of those games. (laughs) I want a game that makes Don Cherry mad that the Leafs scored too many goals against a bad team. Like, like he, he, this is literally something he would have said. "Is like, you don't come into a barn where the team is like struggling. You know they're not going to be a playoff team. You don't come in here and score eight goals. Why not? Please just do it. Be like, hey, everybody else that's watching, hey, Tampa, when you guys check the score when you get home, yeah, we won eight to one. Like, yeah. It's one of those you guys just it sends a message to everybody just stop lose stop being the team that sends the message that you lose to the teams that no one else loses to and send the message that you embarrass people because you can it's a sports league don't be nice
1: yeah is it okay so we're at 40 we're 46 minutes in now if i'm not mistaken i didn't think we'd get this long cuz we didn't have that much you know technical skill here, all right. I know you're an absolute beauty, Roscoe, but myself here, I know I'm not here to uh, to provide any real sort of factual, uh, <laughs> you know, Wikipedia knowledge, right? I'm word on the street dirty, okay? And uh, what I'm telling you now, though, is I want some of that meanness. I want some of that nastiness. We had a debate earlier. We're talking about the uh, the visual, right? How things look, right? How things are perceived a couple uh, episodes ago. And uh, I don't want any more of this, like, pissy, Straight from the heart. straight from the hearty darty i love it straight from the heart straight from the hearty darty straight hearty like a chunky campbell's chunky soup all right um so here's my peppercorn steak uh uh, reversion of this is i don't want any more of this crap. where you know we said a couple episodes ago we were talking about the the visual of them um just the way they talk to the media how it seems like you know the what, what they're saying just, it's like, oh, I like a little bit of this attitude. I like a little bit of this. Yeah, but I don't want that towards our team, all right? I want that in the handshake line. If we're going to bring this all the way back to the handshake line, I am sick and tired of being nice. I am tired of being the nice guy. I'm tired of being like, oh, you know, we felt real good in the proper, no, no, I want to go out there and embarrass somebody. I want them to to hate. The, I want a real reason to hate the Leafs because there's a lot of people out there that hate the Leafs, you know including Leafs fans. Make them hate you for all the right reasons, go out there and be nasty, be mean, you know, be Globo Jim. All right. <laughs> Cause at least they got pretty far. All right. <laughs> they might not have won. Oh, I, I watched dodgeball. They might not have won, but it, it would, we'd feel better. You know, if we, if we didn't just lose in the first round and we played patty cake after and thought we we're friends with Tampa Bay, you know what I mean? Like, no, be ugly just a little bit. I know it's, you got a team with William Nylander and Austin Matthews, you know, his dirty stash is kind of ugly, but like, he's still handsome as fuck. <laughs> Mitch Marner's looking pretty <laughs> ugly out there too. All right. He got bruised and battered and I got to commend him for that. All right. I gave you shit a while back and, uh, it's, I keep, keep, keep fighting the hard fight. All right, Like keep proving, again, you're really proving it to yourself. You're not proving to us. Who the fuck are we? Right. But you're really proving to yourself and the team that you're an absolute, uh, you know, menace out there. Keep doing it. You know, you scored tonight. Good. Matthew scored tonight these guys yeah they're beautiful on the outside i want to see that ugliness come out on the inside and in the right kind of way like an i want us to be enemies i want these guys to hate playing the leafs all right and that's it that's all I, that's that's all i got to say tonight
0: and it's a good point it's one thing to be hated just because you're the biggest organization and you know the most annoying fans there's so many of them but, ugh, It's the leafs like it add on to that it, you hate playing against them. Like be a team that people hate playing against. And right now they're the team that's like, people can literally throw a bet down on the garbage team that the Leafs are going to play against because they're probably going to lose to them just because that's how they end up playing. And I don't want that to be the season. I don't want to go into every game where it's, you know, Philly or well, mind you, Philly's doing really well right now. When it's like Seattle or you know, Anaheim or like, I just don't want to go against these garbage teams and just be embarrassed like this. Like it's, I'm not, I don't want to hear about this every time I go on Twitter and have to defend this team every time they do this. Cause it's, you know, I'm running out of excuses for them.
1: <laughs> Case in point. I remember, okay. So I've been chirping Mitch Marner a while just cause like I, I sometimes I do think he's soft. Sometimes I do think that he thinks that he's, you know, that he knows that he's an elite player because he is, and so he takes nights off. <laughs> and um there was this one post I thought was that was hilarious. that was like, you know, maybe 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 Mitch Miner should stop playing Fortnite and maybe he should have spent a fortnight in the gym or something. <laughs> and that was as stupid as it was. It's just like like when I like last season, at the end of the season, I told these boys to go to the gym, you know, Get some get some pumps in. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. But my point was not just because I want them to be strong physically. It was more so that I just want these guys to get mad. I want these guys to feel a li- something over the summer. I know they went out there. They drank their, you know, they drank their four loco and their, you know, their wine and cheese events and they uh, played golf. I don't think too many of these guys got into street fights. I'm pretty sure Mitch Marner was robbed. Sorry, Marner. I know I sa- I just thought about this now. I said some mean things to you. You had a pretty traumatizing summer there. But again, that's also. It's a victimizing situation, right? It doesn't make you feel strong. It makes you feel sad. So, again, to shout out to Mitch Marner. I have kind of been a dick to you. I really do wish you nothing but the best. But at this point right now, considering that, as I said, before the summer started, I want these guys to feel strong. It doesn't feel like, it doesn't look like they're feeling strong. We need these guys to come together, Jackie Moon style, everybody I love everybody. Kick some freaking ass. Like, just light a fire, be mean, be ugly. And if there's love, Love each other, all right? And love beating other teams. Love spanking them so hard <laughs> that they never want to come back. Be mean, be ugly. Yeah, right? and
0: like, you know, and and have a reason to celebrate like you did last year when they were spraying bottles over Jack Campbell. Like, you know, strive for those kinds of victories where everybody feels good and it brings you closer together as a team. Because look, there's a lot of new guys on this team and you need to rebuild what you built up last year like that doesn't it's not a secret that like you know the core is the same but there's a lot of the guys on the outside that are a significant number uh of bodies that are different so they got to get that back together and I think the only way you do that is by by winning together but also losing together so hopefully the next step in this is uh everybody coming together and saying enough's enough which to switch over to end the show off here a team finally came together and said enough is enough. And oh my God, the Vancouver Canucks beat the Seattle Kraken. <laughs> Let me, I
1: haven't seen this They almost blew
0: it too. It was, it was, it was five, three. It was okay. So it was four, three with like six and a half minutes left. Then it was five, three. And I was like, oh my God, the Canucks are going to do this. And then all of a sudden he gets five, four. I'm like, oh my God, they're going to blow it. <laughs> <laughs> like, immediately with that 5-4 goal I was like holy shit they're gonna lose (laughs) but they managed to hold on Thatcher Demko gets his first win the Vancouver Canucks get their first win oh my god long time coming they uh, I get they needed it did they deserve it I don't know I didn't watch the game but judging on the score probably not anytime you need five goals to win a game it's hard to say you deserve the win (laughs) but my god they needed it it's good for Those Demko. There like go. You know? Save,
1: it, save percentage eight eight nine. There you go.
0: <laughs> oh boy! But honestly, it's like even one. What are they? One and eight or one and nine or something? Now, like the Canucks? That, that's yeah. I think it's one and eight. With it's like one five and three or something. Um, or six and two. I got anyway, one five um, and two. So. Yeah. put some respect one, on five the and two okay okay put some respect on the canucks sorry they're one and seven <laughs> one and seven my bad um so that's not it's not like one win like fixes all the problems they still have to turn this into like a string of wins to turn the season around or they're absolutely screwed because uh that's a lot of points to miss out on at the beginning of the season luckily they got they did get an extra two points from overtime losses but they uh they got a tough rest of the season ahead of them to make this up.
1: I feel like a win against. I don't know. The do Kraken you think they can one... do it? Um, do what? Like actually have a a winning record this season, or make the playoffs? Or... Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's a pretty miserable start. No, but I feel like these seems... turn... like teams this... go for it.
0: You no, know, I was just gonna say. It... Do you think they can turn this win into turning the beginning of the season around? Or is it just, you know, it was the Kraken, so they managed to squeeze one out and it's back to square one tomorrow?
1: Well, I'll ask you this, Johnny. Did the Leafs turn it around? Do you think the Leafs turned it around?
0: I mean, the next night they did, or the next game they did, but then it was right back to... Yeah, okay.
1: (laughs) But again, apples to oranges. I don't think the
0: problems are solved.
1: Apples to oranges, Leafs to Canucks. Maybe... I I don't know what this core really has in them. You know, uh, I think Besser's out right now. Um, I think it might be long term. They've got. Uh, we were talking about some of the problems with that team, but they still have. You know, Patterson's been playing. You got a goal tonight. Garland, who you shit on last last time we were on here, got a goal tonight. Um, Mikhaev, our little the other super. McKeever got two. He got two. So I think that there is if if we had to if i had to put money on this and i never do because i'm not a betting man because i usually lose my shirt i would say that i would bet on the canucks coming back and having a pretty good season i don't know i think this might be the straw that breaks the camel's back for them that they look especially in that first period they might have looked and saw said holy crap we're losing to the losers these guys haven't even been in the league two years and we're losing to them this is like the leafs losing to like buffalo or ottawa or <laughs> like it'd be like you know if they, if the Leafs were on the same stretch and then ottawa came in and they you know and tried to beat the crap out of them be like uh not today junior not today they i think that the canucks saw this as a, a kind of a wake-up call of how embarrassing and they came out and won the game all right or maybe McKay have just had a hot game, and the and the other three goals were a fluke. But I'm really leaning towards that the Canucks might go on a bit of a streak here, more so than the Leafs have. I think the Canucks probably probably win the next four games.
0: Oh, I hope so. Um, on to the Leafs though. So it's uh, it's two twenty five a.m. So technically it's uh, already Friday. But uh, tomorrow, Saturday, the Leafs play um the la kings and it is a 4 p.m pacific 7 p.m eastern start so we don't have to stay up dumb late again which is awesome and then sunday they play anaheim at 8 p.m so again we don't have to stay up late so thank you whoever does the schedule for making the end of the leafs western road trip land on a weekend so they can do early games (laughs) (laughs) beautiful 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 so next up we got the la kings so that means that Sean Dursey's probably gonna score just put money on whatever X-leaf is on the team <laughs> um but really what do you think uh, I think the Kings if I'm not mistaken did not have a great night tonight um yeah they, they lost spanked. six to four by uh to the Jets uh, I had Jonathan quick too and he let in six goals on oh oh i'm looking at the wrong one uh yeah oh my god five goals against on 18 shots
1: yeah that's uh you know when, Are you when, you, when your save percentage goes starts with number seven you know you're not having a good night all right
0: <laughs> yeah i picked him up for tonight i picked him up in fantasy and he had a 722 save percentage and the l like bro <laughs> it's not what i needed from you tonight so um, that being said, Leafs going up against the Kings. What do you want to see happen versus? Uh, then, what do you expect to see happen?
1: Okay, so just you know, be mindful that you're asking someone who's not Steph, the fanalist, who does not have their hands in every single uh, you know team throughout this great league. Um, I feel like the Kings are not, you know, they're they're not a Stanley Cup contender anymore, let alone a solid regular season team because. Anze Kopitar, while he's been, you know, amazing in fantasy the past couple of years, I, I feel like he's getting, you know, starting to get long in the tooth. And, uh, pizza, you know, we got Pizza Boy Deneau. Uh, I don't think this was his best game, but uh, I don't really recognize a lot of these names. Like, I'm looking at this team and I don't see any absolute, you know, names popping off. Even Dowdy, he's kind of in, in that weird, mushy middle of, you know, am I still going to be good or am I starting to hit that twilight, right? So, uh, this is one. This could be one of those teams that the Leafs lose to just because of on paper they're not. They're not. A, from Darty's perspective, they don't seem like a, a challenge, right? And that has been a challenge for the Leafs. But, uh, Daddy's an asshole. Kopitar has always been really tricky. Like every time you think that he's not going to be, you know, not going to be an absolute star, he again, there's a reason why he's been in the league this long because he and he is a, he is a star and quick. You know, he might, not, he might not be as quick as he has been in the past, but uh, he still he's, hes still plays in the NHL, right? So he can steal a game every now and then. And like I said, a team like this is the kind of team that would steal a game from the Leafs. Am I wrong? So. Oh, and they got Lemieux too. That guy's kind of so, a bastard as well, is he not? Like, I, I would be worried about uh, about what he might do against this team.
0: Yeah, they've got Brennan Lemieux, but there's, there's also um, so Gabriel Velarde, who's been really good, uh, I believe is a rookie there, has been fantastic. And then you've got ex-leaf Trevor Moore, who has just found a whole new um, goal-scoring pace <laughs> since he's gone to LA. Uh, we've also got ex-leaf Sean Dursey. Um, But they also added Kevin Fiala in the offseason, who was a huge pickup. And uh, Adrian Kempe is uh, also really good there. So they have a lot of they they used to be a slow, kind of weird team after uh you know they won their couple of cups. But uh now that they've got a lot of these younger guys in there and adding Kevin Fiala, the team is sneaky fast. So I think the Leafs are going to take advantage of the fact that they're you know they're good against teams where they can just kind of go back and forth on them right like if the kings are going to make a rush and make a mistake the leaves can turn it around easy like they're good at picking up on on turnovers and breaking up plays against fast teams it's teams that tend to set up and are slower that they have problems with um and i think if if quick is still not feeling great like he's not been i don't know what his, his record they're four and five right now i don't know what what Jonathan quick's been like
1: four but, and five um, and that if I, I was a if, betting man and I'm not I think this would be the game that if they're you know this if they're four and five to the folks that they're out there that are betting and and want to listen to a prognosticator who knows nothing tell them how to bet I would bet that this game is going into overtime
0: so Jonathan quick seven games uh 3.81 goals against an 878 save percentage I think the Leafs are going to light up Jonathan Quick if he's playing just because... Unless Cal Peterson comes in net and then for some reason the Leafs are going to lose and get goalied because he's they're going to get 40 shots against Peterson and not score.
1: But if it's Quick, I think they'll light him up. Uh, and that's just my take.
0: But and maybe I the Kings are smart enough, enough to know not to put Quick in net
1: just because. They're like, you know what? Is that the smart decision? No. But is it the Leafs' decision? Yes. Because <laughs> we're playing the Leafs and that's why yep. we put in some, you know... $5 goaltender just to see, uh, see him goalie the Leafs because that's how it works, right? That is that We didn't write the
0: rules. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> and then Anaheim. We got Anaheim anything, as well. Anything you
0: wanna... Yeah, Anaheim will be fun. Um, I mean, Troy Terry's had a really good start to the season. Um, they're, again, a team that wasn't supposed to be good that's had a good start. Everybody predicted them and Philly... And, uh, and Detroit and a couple of them to be bad out of the gate here. And they're in Chicago, like these teams that are supposed to be racing for, uh, Connor Bedard are gonna, are winning too much.
1: know <laughs> funny. Anyway, Every time I hear Connor um, name, it, it want- sounds like, it sounds like they're saying Connor McDart and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, that's a pretty beauty name. <laughs> Connor McDart, but, uh, Connor that- McDart. But let me tell you something, all right? This Anaheim team—do they not have that boy named Trevor Zegras on their team, or am I completely uh, out of my mind? Oh no, they do. They do. So they just I don't f- have the
0: they, they don't have the other half of the goal anymore in Sonny Milano.
1: I feel though, because that guy's a hot shot. Um, I think that th- those players like that really tickle, uh, you know, Austin Matthews and uh, Mitch Marner the right way, and so I can see them really coming out of the gate swinging and uh there's a potential for that game to be a good watch. I don't think the LA Kings game will be as good of a watch. I feel like there's potential for the Leafs to get manhandled because they're lazy and <laughs> and I hate saying that saying it that way cuz I really don't think that they're lazy, but they have shown time and time again when it comes to these kind of games that they are. But that Anaheim game because of that young stud Segris, I think that's where you're going to see um you know Marner Matthews bunting and uh uh Nylander and Robertson, especially if he's out there uh, pending, what anything that happens in the Kings game? Because uh, again, that guy likes to get, unfortunately gets manhandled as we saw a couple times. Uh, in, I can't remember what game it was, but it was recently. So fingers crossed something happens to Robertson, but it, that, that Kings game scares me. But if if Robertson's playing in that Anaheim game and uh, all those guys uh, see Zegris, I feel like that's what gets them going. They love to make the, you know, they love to play, play hard against the hot shots. So
0: oh i think you're right i think they like showing off against the uh the guys that are coming up underneath them all right with that we're out of here tune in um blah, what is it saturday night maybe or maybe we just do sunday no we'll do
1: back to back let's do it saturday night night Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Leafs Late Night, your night of post-game podcast. Available after every game on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, and more. Yo. Hi, Marty. Marty, am I going to see you in the Juno Awards or not? Come on, let's go.